Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch, and we have the lovely and talented cat. That's C-A-T. Cat, what's happening? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other premier podcast platforms. Bye, Stitch. Uh, today, we're going to shout out two cities. One is Saginaw, Michigan. Uh, Saginaw is the hometown of Stevie Wonder and also has the slang name of Sagnasty. Our other town is Morristown, New Jersey, home of the Ford Mansion and Museum. At the grounds of the museum used to be a uh, headquarters for George Washington back in the winter of 1779. Our other shout-out today is going to be Starlink Internet. I, for 17 years, dealt with really bad Internet. From, out here in the country. Out in the country from Verizon, who promised me good internet, and I did not have that. We have now gone with the space age with uh, Elon. Elon's favorite pet. Those satellites are going up there for something. It, it works. It works. It's great. Even if, It's $120 a month, but it works. Even, even if, you know, he's, what, what, what do we get? Best effort? Best effort is worth it compared to what we had before. Anyway, giving Elon and the internet a big cheer. Yay, we graduated to 2023. <laughs> Turn me up a little bit. All right, alcohol is never in short supply here on the back porch. I, we know you love to hear the weather report here in the Commonwealth Human. of Virginia. Emphasis on common. We got a little break from the death humidity and shit it was horrible out here for a couple weeks you could not breathe air quality bad but now we're back to the shit again so i'm uh i'm banging a yingling pennsylvania's finest i believe it's the oldest brewery right in america histoire it's not too bad what you got cap i like some peach and so i went with the fuzzy navel it's peach Ooh. season. I love a good peach in the summer. I need for to me, check my For me, for fruit, for fruit for the summer, it's peach, watermelon, then strawberry. All right. I like it. Sounds sweet like you, baby. Thanks, doll. You should always check your navel because sometimes there's some fuzz in there. I pulled some out the other day. All right. Today, we're going to reminisce about the golden age of wrestling. I'm on the edge Ooh. of my seat. And I know I'll start off. You're either into wrestling or you're not. I got it. Most wrestling fans are like all in. They want to know the backstory of all these guys and or gals. There's gals wrestling too. And they know everything about everybody. And then China. The other people think wrestling is lame. But we're gonna go after it kind of down the sports. middle. That's right. Well, here's the funny thing. Vince McMahon, who kind of put wrestling on the map, and we'll talk about that dirtbag later. And his wife. <laughs> the whole family. So, look, he started calling it sports entertainment, right? Yeah. Which is funny because if you watch the NBA now, and who would, or the NFL, 
I understand you support your team. I'll let that go. Even hockey now, all of it is crooked as shit. All of it, I don't care what anybody says. I have two eyeballs and a brain. And I, wa- <laughs> I watch sports. I try to. <clears throat> and, and I see a bunch of fixed, crooked shit right in my face every time I cut it on. So with all the betting going on now, I don't understand why we can't bet on wrestling. Okay, Roman Reigns is going to wrestle Cody Rhodes or whoever they are. Why can't we bet on it? I don't. It's sports entertainment. I mean, it's no more crooked than baseball, football, basketball, or hockey. Come on, man. But anyway, let's start at the beginning. Do we have a button that says history with Steve? Mm, something like that, maybe. Got nothing. Okay. Oh, I like it. Professional wrestling. Just let that play in the background kind of low the whole time. Professional wrestling started in 1830 in France. Okay. Then it's like 1920. It started to get like a real, it was a real competitive sport. Okay. It wasn't the ending was planned, right? It wasn't we know who's going to win before they get in there. Right. These are the 20s. And it was uh was it just regular <clears throat> wrestling or was it Greco-Roman or it was a mix of whatever. It was it was actually a sport, but then the carnies got involved, right? It it was like the traveling show, idea. you know, we're coming through town. And that's where the fake shit started coming up. And don't ever say fake around the wrestling community. The high school gym near you. They prefer the word work. Okay, now the carnival circuit, you know, the, the wrestlers were friends, right? Right. They didn't want to hurt each other. You know, one week, uh, whatever, Hurricane Bob would beat, uh, I don't know, uh, another wrestler. Another wrestler that, <laughs> of a name he can't think I, of. I was just going to make up shit. I made up Hurricane Bob and couldn't come up with another. Anyway, you get the gist, right? One would beat one one week, right? And one right. would beat the other. They were just traveling around. It, it was Nobody was trying to hurt anybody. And now these guys, they actually do get hurt. Okay? There's been some serious injuries. Uh, back in my day, there was Stone Cold Steve Austin who got dropped on his head and messed his neck, spinal cord up. Uh, pretty much never the same again. Brett, the hitman heart, he took a boot to the head one time from Goldberg, got a concussion. That was the end of him. And th- there's several stories of professional wrestlers getting seriously injured w- while doing their job. Also back in my day, wrestling, it, it was broke up into territories. You had the uh, WWA, the AWA, which was in Minnesota, kind of mid-south area. Uh, you had the National Wrestling Federation, which was kind of New York area. And where we were, we got to see Mid-Atlantic Championship, championship yes. Wrestling. Yes, I would sit on Kane Road with my grandfather, Pop Ford. And we would watch wrestling right. while we are hanging with Nanny and Pop. This was like... They're on Cane Road. I'm going to say Pop. that was the 70s. Right. And 
Kat just mentioned what happened to me. I was, I'd go to my grandma's. I was like, just got my driver's license, right? Like 16. The parents would let me take the car if I had a good reason. And what's a good reason? I'm going to go see your mother and your father, your, my grandparents. On the oh, way yeah, to you can someone go. else's house. <laughs> well, it's on the way. <laughs> so I'd go to my grandma's and I go, Granny, this is Granny Taylor, my mom's parents. And I go, Granny, I'm going to go out there and cut the grass or break leaves or something. She's like, I'm going to fix you some pancakes. I'm like, down, right on, right? right on. So I go do a little yard work. She fix, hooks me up to pancake. This was Saturday after Saturday. I miss my grandma. I miss all my grandparents. And Granny Johnson go, was cool. All of them were cool. I had the best grandparents ever. So, again, it's a Saturday, right? So we go in there and cut the television on. And back in our day on Saturday, you had, what, American Bandstand, right. uh, Soul Train, Hell, roller derby was on. I watched it all. And wrestling. It's back when you only had three channels. Remember that? That's right. On PBS occasionally. What piqued my interest about it was... When the UF whatever antenna would work. You got to remember now, as Kat just told you, we had nothing. Okay. The television set back in our day, it was actually called a television set because there, there was no flat screen. There was no remote. It was, it was like, like this a, big piece of plastic wooden shit that sat over like in the corner. It was like furniture in your house. <laughs> and, and, now and there was a repairman. And I'm sitting there with my elderly grandma, right? And she's getting highly upset over this shit. Okay, she's, I don't know what's going on. I'm and when Granny old. Johnson's upset. You no, Granny Taylor. Granny Taylor, Granny, Taylor sorry. Granny Johnson was not down with wrestling. She was above that. So Granny Taylor... <laughs> I'm, not, for I'm watching my grandma yelling, getting <laughs> red faced at the television. And I'm sitting there. I don't know what's going on. Okay. My belly's full of syrup and butter and pancakes. I'm happy. <laughs> and she's mad because Paul Jones just beat Wahoo McDaniels. And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, what is going on? And, and, and she's yelling, he's cheating. He's cheating. He's cheating. Okay. Well, after going over there over and over and over again during that time frame, I figured out my granny liked the good guys, okay? And she hated the, what, the dirty ones, the bad right. guys, as she considered it. And, and back in our day, they had uh, the Iron Sheik was out there. Okay, now you got to remember, we had just started getting into it with Iran, Right. So they popped this character up. The Iron Sheik, I don't know where he's from. I think he's from Pittsburgh or something. And so they <laughs> promoted him as he was from Iran. He's waving he looked the flag. ethnically appropriate. So everybody's like trying to beat, beat his ass inside and out of the ring. He was actually a good wrestler. I mean, he was. Um, I remember Ricky Steamboat. They, they had Ivan Koloff. Again, we're not friends with Russia. Pretty much yeah. never happened. So let's have a Russian wrestler Take and everybody hate on him, right? They had uh, Rufus R., Freight Train Jones. He was bad. Roddy Piper, Tony Atlas, Greg Valentine. That was a tough son of a bitch. I remember him. He was on there every week. They had the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. It was Gene and Ole Anderson. And it, 
This was when tag team wrestling was pretty popular. These jokers would like pick one part of your body, your arm or your leg, and just pound on that son of a bitch the whole time you were in there. I don't care if it was fake or not. When those dudes got out of the ring with the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, they they were limping the next day. It was a trip. And, you know, the Anderson boys, it's the, these cats were like methodical wrestlers, okay? They didn't just come right in and start punching people and elbow drops. There's a lot of that bullshit that's been going on for years now in wrestling. Some of these cats can't even wrestle. Wrestle. I mean, they had wrestling. Dusty Rhodes. Blackjack Mulligan was a bad bitch. And all of a sudden, here comes Ric Flair. Now, Ric Flair, hate him or love him, he's done a lot of bad shit in his life. Let's be real. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, dude had the char- charisma. There's no bullshit. When he hit town, it was freaking on. Now, then we move on to, I guess it's late 80s, early 90s. Here comes cable television, right? So this, this piece of garbage named Vince McMahon from who, Connecticut. Who, I think he was working with He's his from dad. Connecticut. His dad got him into it, right? His dad right. started it and uh, give it to him. When they first came out, it was called WWF. Right. But then they got in trouble because there was already a World, World Wildlife Federation. Fund. World, World Wildlife, Wildlife fund. Federation. Okay. Not fund. Oh. Okay. So they raised hell, so they changed it to WWE. And basically, Vince went around and bought up all these little small markets, sort of like the New York Yankees. Like he took all the all stars right. from each each league, and again, the guy's a dirtbag from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. But give it to him; he saw it. He saw cable television, and and he goes, "You know what? There's 800 channels. I think it was only 100 at the beginning. Right. I'm going to put my show on." What, two nights a week at the beginning, probably? I remember it was Monday night they were always on, maybe whatever the other night was. And and dude made bank. Okay, give it to him for that. The rest of it, it's it's not good. And then he started pay-per-view wrestling. Freaking genius. WrestleMania. It, that dude has made a mint, right, on right. one event. Year after year, even people who didn't give two shits about wrestling, you, you might have had a friend who's like, WrestleMania's coming on, you know, get all your buds over and watch it, just, just for fun, okay? But Vince McMahon, he, he's not very well-liked in the wrestling community, and basically he doesn't shyster. care. He, he doesn't sh- care if you like him or not. It's okay? bottom line all the way. Okay, when, when the wife... When the WWE first took off, he had Hulk Hogan as his main attraction. That's what put him on the map. He would get in a ring, rip off his shirt, and say what? Brother. Brother. That, that was Hulk Hogan. And he couldn't wrestle his way out of a wet paper bag. But everybody watched it. He'd do some little elbow drop and pin the guy. Now, he was a champion forever and ever and ever. Then the wrestling, I watched it probably to the 90s, I'm going to say. And then me and Kitty Cat got married and had little kids. 
And you didn't want them watching that, unlike your friend Doug, who loved his kids watching that. It's Monday night. I think they called it Monday night. I don't know if it was called Raw back then. Right. Okay. It started to get sleazy as shit. It was almost going into this soft porn shit. And again, what's weird about it is, looking back, Vince McMahon has been accused, I don't know if... uh, of doing inappropriate things with women or trying to get them to do things and they rejected him and then... They didn't get to work for the company anymore. I mean, the guy's a dirtbag. He's a, he's ugly as fucking sin. Dude had a wife and kids. There was a casting couch and wrestling. Dude, dude was garbage. And and then we started playing this out on the television. Now, let me paint the picture. All right, so we have a son and a daughter. It's Monday night. Who cares? Nothing's on. So I am have wrestling on. Me and my son are watching it. I, he probably doesn't remember this. He was like four, five, six years old. Right. So we're watching it, and we're like, you know, oh, shit, I'm going to put him in a suplex, and he's going to uh, put me in a chokehold. And we're, we're like, you know, like a father and son, right? Mimicking what's on the television. Right. It's fake wrestling. It's whatever. And, and this particular night, they had the wrestlers sitting at a table like it was a press conference. I'm not thinking nothing. We're just sitting there watching it. And they started moving the ladies into wrestling, right? Uh, I forgot what they call them. The divas. Divas. So the right. divas show up, and they have basically no clothes on. And the di- some of these ladies started going down under the table. Now, this is, again, it's cable television, so I guess anything goes. And the 90s, which was, what, the crappiest decade in the history of the world, just this, the nineties were sleazy. Let, let's be truthful. So I cut, I cut it off. Now my son had no idea, right? What was going on, but I'm watching these ladies go under the table. If you know what I mean, while these guys are like making happy faces sitting there. And I'm like, this is really, this is wrestling. This is I, the I mentality of Vince McMahon. I don't know. I thought they're thinking that's appropriate. What would they on USA or something? I, I can't remember. I couldn't take it anymore. Now, it just got racier and racier. And I don't know if they still have the underground wrestling. Sorry. Like, there's stuff on YouTube. Are these dudes doing some crazy shit? Like, backyard, fucking bob wire, pyro, fucking crazy shit. But a lot of these guys start off like... In high school gyms, like right. making nothing. You know, here's $50 for showing up. You know, I don't know if that circuit still is still going on. I, I think it's still going on in high school gyms. You know, little local going around to little towns and making some money. Yeah. I don't know. My claim to fame is I did go to a uh, show at the Coliseum, which here There's in no Richmond more. is no <laughs> It should have never been called a Coliseum to start with. But anyway, I got to see some As of the big would dogs. Say, never more. Blackjack, Rick, Flair, all of them were there. I still remember it. But before we go, on a little wrestling note, there's this movie. Came out in 2008 with uh, Mickey Rourke. And I know Mickey Rourke 
he was flying high one day and kind of bottomed out the next. But th- this movie called The Wrestler, 2008, I know wrestling fans have probably watched it. It's a very probably accurate portrayal of what wrestling is really all about. Now, Mickey was 56 when he did this, and he crushed it. He did. If you've been into wrestling your whole life, you'll get it. If you've never watched wrestling for one second, just go ahead and watch The Wrestler. It's a great flick. You know, he's trying to make a comeback. And, uh, you know, he's doing the high school gym thing, the small auditoriums, you know, wherever they can draw 100 people to get $5 a head. Um, you know, wrestling, some make it and, and, and some don't. But check it out. All right, we're going to roll right into one tough son of a bitch. A slow drum roll. We're going to have to work on that. Tony Horton, 65 years old from Westerly, Rhode Island. All right, so Tony Horton, he moves to Cali to become an actor. Who doesn't? That's, that's the way you roll. All right, things are not going well, right? But he keeps on hitting the gym. He's still buff. Might be on the short side. Tony Horton is hitting the gym, but he gets a job as a runner whatever that is, go get lunch, bitch, at the 20th Century Fox where they make movies. Now, his boss is a man named Harlan Goodman who noticed how ripped, right, Tony is busting out of his T-shirt. And he asked Tony if he'd be his trainer. So Tony had Harlan looking good. And the Hollywood celebrities noticed, hey, Harlan's got rid of that fat gut. He's got a couple muscles going. Now he's got, if you ever heard of these people, Tony Horton had Bruce Springsteen, Annie Lennox, Usher, Tom Petty, Billy Idol coming after him to be their personal trainer. Pretty big time. So Tony, he's in Hollyweird, still trying to act and do stand-up, which probably sucked. And then he got marketed by Beachbody. And guess what he created? P90X, bitch. Ever heard of it? One of the most successful workout programs ever created. The wifey knows all about P90X. I'm going to go back in the day. We have the DVDs down there. I know that's old school, but we have discs that say P90X. And wifey hit that thing. It's brutal. It's an ass kicker. It's kicks your ass. But I'm going to tell you what. My wife, he's sitting here, is still smoking hot. But when she was on that P90X, whew, you know what I'm talking about. And that makes Tony Horton. Can I? Oh, wait, uh, 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 <laughs> we're going to back that shit up. Okay. Do you know that he had a disease called Ramsey Hutton syndrome? It's a complication from shingles. Oh, shit. This is a reason to go get your shingle shot. Oh, fuck me. I've been after this motherfucker over here to get Don't his... Don't say fucker. I, I hit the explicit button every week. I can say motherfucker. This motherfucker over here to go get his shingle shot. If nothing else, Ramsey Hutton syndrome is a reason to do it. He ended up perfectly fine one day in the emergency room the next. Go get your shingle shot. 
It's two shots. You can make the appointment at the CVS. I'm going to borrow. You better. Uh, you take one shot and then you wait like four to six months and take the second one. It's worth doing, if nothing else, not to get shingles. Thanks for that public service I'm giving it because I want everybody to do it. Tony Horton. Way to rock it, bro. And never oh, he was in a Thighmaster commercial. I don't care. Dude made bank P90X. Wifey's going to get back on it. And that made Tony Horton one tough son of a bitch. Cat, what are we watching? We are watching Quarterback. <clears throat> it's a part of Netflix's American streaming service about its <clears throat> cooperation with the National Football League and NFL films. It uh, took three different quarterbacks last year's 20. 20- 21-22 season. It put emphasis on Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Morata. Morietta? Close enough. I'm sorry. He played for the Falcons. Three studs. Three studs. Anyway, it was. it's pretty good. Around episode four, it goes really deep into their processes and stuff. Uh, Kirk Cousins isn't saying very nice things about the Commander slash Redskins. He had a rough time at the Washington place. But he hasn't. Every single one of them has a different process. Like Kurt Cousins likes to do the guy coming and cracking your back and cut. What is it? What is it called? Chiropractic. Chiropractic. That and he also does neurological processes also. These guys' bodies take a pounding. So you got to do something. You know, we get in death Patrick Mahones and his wife. Not so much his brother, thank God. Jackson. Anyway, it's it's good. Um, they're trying to have a season two. Um, so far, Lamar. What's it on? It's on Netflix. Uh, season two, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and Joe Burrow have told them no, thank you. Lamar is back with Baltimore. Joe Burrow, he could bring it. We'll see. Anyway, they're going to probably come up with three other quarterbacks from other teams that are going to want to do this. I mean, the guy behind it is all our favorite guy. Um, Quarterback? Yeah, quarterback. Famous Tom Brady? No, the other one. With a brother. Oh, Peyton Manning. Peyton. Peyton's the executive producer of this. Wow. Peyton, way to go. I love Peyton getting into television or whatever it's called, streaming or whatever. I love it. It's diversification. All right. What's it called again? It's called Quarterback. It's on Netflix. Everybody seems to love it. It's highly rated. All right. I'm going to skip it. Thank you, Kat. All right. Let's roll right into what I've been dying for. I'm kind of thirsty. It's Shot of the Week. Woo. We need a Shot of the Week button over there. Alcohols, babe. There we go. That's a good one. All right. This week, it's called The Red Snapper. Which sounds like we're going fishing, <laughs> or we could be dirty, but we won't. There's a porn flick called Red. Yeah, All right, it's... this one is a shaker. So in your shaker filled with ice, add a shot of Crown Royal, a shot of Amaretta Liqueur. Uh, we'll use Disanaro. Did we have that one? Disanaro? Yeah. Disanaro. And two shots of cranberry juice. Am I correct, Kat? That Crown is correct. Royal. Amaretta. Thanks for letting me answer. Shake the shit out of it. Pour it into your shot glass. 
Cats made us one. It kind of looks like cough syrup, but it is called the Red Snapper. Let's give it a go. Let's see what it Crown is. Amaretto. It's got to be sweet. It's not bad. That is not bad. It kind of tastes a little classy, too, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Next I time I have amaretta. a cough, I'm going to take that. I think it's the amaretto. <laughs> Put that in the cough syrup bottle and let it ride. Thank you, Kat. You're welcome, doll. All right. This week, band of the week. We're going to go on the other side of the world. Um, the southern part of the world. Yeah, that's what I said. The band is called Write This Down. Get a pen. I'm going to wait. Get a piece of paper and a pen. We're all a tether. Fin del mundo. F-I-N, separate word, D-E-L, separate word, M-U-N-D-O. Fin del mundo. It actually means end of the world. Formed in 2019 from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Well, maybe you're, if you're from Argentina, you feel you're like at the end of the world. Woo! I'm not going to butcher their names. Lucia on guitar. Julieta H on guitar. Julieta L on drums. And the awesome bass player, Yanina Silva. Julieta is known as Tia, right? Yes. Tita. By the grace of God, I stumbled onto the Fendel Mundo on live on KEXP. Now, we told you a few podcasts back that KEXP is a listener-supported radio station, which is more than a radio station. They have, I don't know how many YouTube videos, on shows on there called Live on KEXP. Just go on YouTube, type in Live on KEXP, and just pull up bands, whether you know them or not, and fish around. And this is how I found Fendel Mundo. Okay, holy smoke. I don't even know. It's it's like it's like shoegaze, uh meets Sonic Youth, um Lucia Mas Masnada, mm-hmm. the singer, guitar player. She's like doing like Eddie Valen. Eddie Van Halen finger taps on one of these songs. I mean, it's freaking awesome. Okay, I can't stop listening to it. I want Findel Mundo, Horse Girl, Always, Boy Genius, Mama. Can't we do like a festival, right? Of all, they call it the, new, the Young new, Awesome Chick Festival. I no, want it. No new Lilith or anything. Do it. I don't. Am I wrong? Nuno Lilitho. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to become a promoter and make some bank. I listened. I read an interview. Tia said she grew, this is the bass player, grew up in a house full of musicians in the 90s. It was coming for kids to come over the neighborhood, boys mostly, rehearse at home. The guys from the brothers' band would come over and practice in the bedroom. They would leave the instruments. Her first encounter with the bass instrument, she thought it was beautiful accessible, simple. She picked it up and put it around her neck and just started playing for, ever since. She's been playing for 20 years. They have nothing to do over there. Well, they are playing in the Mama Ronda band bar there in San Juan. Oh, they're Argent- playing at a bar. I'm telling in you. In Argentina, um, August 18th. 
Finn Del Mundo has like two EPs or something. Buy them. I'm I telling you. I have a feeling you. we're going to get a ticket to Argentina and you're going to go down I'm t- to get these Get these PR. girls on an airplane and get them over here. Okay? <laughs> They're going to blow up. I'm calling it right now. Check out Finn Del Mundo. They need to I, come to the Northern I'm going to say it again. <laughs> when you get old like me, you repeat yourself. Check out Finn Del Mundo wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for hanging out on the back porch. We will see y'all down the road. Let's listen to some Fendel Mundo. Hit it, baby. See ya.